Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is January the 21st, 2021. Strong hand, long term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Unconfiscatable. All right. Hello, my elite friends. I'm offended by selling. Compete. Don't complain. If you have questions, I have answers in motion. Five digit realm, baby. So type in Bitcoin Meister or uh, do a super chat. Okay. 31 Bitcoin make you a millionaire today. Oh, there's FUD in there today. The FUD court. Were you in line in the FUD court today? I wasn't, but I'm going to comment on some of the FUD that's out there. Link to below TikTok thing I just did. That was pretty funny. And uh, yeah. And uh, check out Sunday's show on the backup channel. Tomorrow noon is This Week in Bitcoin. Follow me on Twitter at TechBall, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Retweet that thing right now, baby. That's the... Uh, that's the epicenter of the Bitcoin Meister ecosystem. You go to TechBall on Twitter, you know exactly what's going on. Now, let's, uh, let's go over the good regulatory news in the United States. We'll get to that double spend FUD in one second, okay? One second, all right? Uh, but let's get to some uh, good regulatory news right quick. Uh, Biden puts freeze on Treasury's proposed crypto wallet rules. So it makes you wonder why Mnuchin was trying to rush it through anyway on the previous uh, the previous administration. So the rule that was proposed by Mnuchin with the the, the non-custodial wallets, if you don't own your wallet, they got to report do all this reporting. That's put, been put on hold. Everything's been put on hold by the Biden administration. They're going to look over everything. That's great. Great. More bureaucratic delays. That's fine. Maybe at, le- at the very least, there's a de- delay. At the very least, there's a delay to this wallet thing. Maybe it won't happen now. Okay, so change of administration, been positive there. Now, a a negative thing that's coming out, and we're going to get to another positive thing in a second. But and people inform me about this, that Janet Yellen, uh, this guy, Howard Marks, uh, talks about an unrealized capital gains tax that uh, Janet Yellen supposedly wants to do. All right. This is a that's a wealth tax. Okay, that basically is. Elizabeth Warren. But in this article, if Janet Yellen really wants a tax on unrealized capital gains, okay, uh, it it doesn't say on at at what point it would go into effect. Uh, With with Elizabeth Warren, it said if you made uh, if you had over 50 million dollars in wealth, the wealth that was over 50 million dollars would be taxed at one percent a year, which is completely ridiculous. Now, how, how does one. With this, it didn't say, well, if you've got $50 million or if you got $5 million in unrealized uh, capital gains, it gets taxed at that point once it's worth more than $5 million at 1%. No, it doesn't, it doesn't give any specifics at all. It, it's very difficult to determine uh, you know, how, how much you have in, uh, in uh, unrealized capital gains, okay? And it really destroys the point of investing. So I, I don't think uh, I don't think she's going to go. I don't think that'll be the, the first step in ridiculous taxation. OK, uh, I think we'll see that one coming. And to tell you the truth, it, it's a lot it's a lot easier just to do a 
a 1% wealth tax. Uh, a wealth tax is, and again, unrealized capital gains tax is, is a form of a wealth tax. It, it, it definitely is. But just to, to, to do the general thing, okay, you, you know, we know you've got a house. We know you've got this. We know you've got that. It, it's definitely over 50 million. Uh, it's worth 51 million. So we're going to tax your 1 million at, at, at 1%. Okay. Now that's horrible also. But I, I, I see that uh, I see that coming uh, down the pipe before this uh, uh, more specific and yet uh, harder to determine uh, uh, tax. So I'm not too worried about it, guys. Uh, it is it's unfortunately Ye Yellen is uh, if she's really thinking of it, that's, you know, I guess her and Elizabeth Warren are friends. Pound that like button for uh, yeah, not being friends with those dudes. Uh, <laughs> those are not friends I want to have. Now, yeah, value your time in havings. So the other good regulatory news today uh, is that the CFTC chair steps down. Academic Chris Brummer in the lead to replace him, sources say. And apparently uh, Nick Carter says if he is confirmed, uh, if, if Chris Brummer is confirmed, each of the OCC, CFTC and SEC SEC will be run by crypto savvy folks. Uh, Gensler taught a class on crypto at MIT. Brummer wrote a book on crypto assets. Okay, so all right, if you're going to have bureaucrats in charge of these three-letter and four-letter organizations, why not uh, have them be a bit knowledgeable in, in cryptocurrency? There's your positive spin on it. These organizations exist. It's it's not a negative that the guys know about cryptocurrency. Okay, so there's your your good news of the your good regulatory news of the day. Let me just see if there are any uh, questions. Oh yeah, and we're gonna first of all Sunday show. I just linked to it there. What is a uh, one two three no scope said? Bring on the fun. Oh, I'm bringing it on now. I love cheap Bitcoin. Just bought more. This one Bitcoin will be worth more uh, than a house one day. Yes, it will. In, uh, in you, you say uh, hashtag 2032. 2032 having, baby. Uh, let, let's, let's talk 2024 having, though, for you newbies that just got in. You know, four-year cycle. We're going to talk about what was going on exactly 210,000 blocks ago today. Oh, my. It, it'll get your hands stronger, people. But that's that's coming up. So I don't know if this double spend FUD that came out today, I, I doubt this is what is uh, made people sell. It probably made some people sell, but it was it was kind of a there was a headline, I think in Bloomberg, that was a lie, and uh, Cointelegraph picked up on it. So I'm I'm not gonna get into the technicals behind it. It was not a double spend. All right. Link to below is one expert's uh, essay on it. And a Twitter thread by the great Andreas Antonopoulos. Now, this is – people are commenting on this FUD. This seems like FUD from, like, not 2017. I don't remember any, any double spend <laughs> FUD from 20 – this is, like, 2013-style FUD, all right? I, if this were the big boys play. If someone is actually putting this out there and spreading the rumor to, to lower the price so they can buy more – I. I that's this is where the big boy if weak hands are going to sell because of it. I don't think weak hands were selling in mass because of, of this. I mean, there's a lot of different things going on. 
Um, you know, I, I thought after the inauguration, everyone would be so happy. Oh, nothing bad happened, and the price would go up. No, I was, I was wrong. The fudsters are out. That's why you have a strong hand. But during these up cycles, we always have troughs. And I'm going to talk about a specific one that was going on exactly 210,000 blocks ago. How coincidental. Hmm. More than a coincidence, probably. So, guys, it's <laughs> – I'm not going to get into the technicals of this. Read the Andreas thread. Read the essay. It There was no double spend at all. It's another buying opportunity, as someone just said in, in the chat. So keep on uh, doing the super chats, guys, and uh, get my attention. I will uh, answer your questions. Uh, so here is good news. This is a – eToro took this uh, survey. So it might be a little biased because they, they want uh, – they want more Bitcoin buyers. Okay, I, I, I'll say that. But some of the largest and most risk-avert asset managers, including the likes of pension funds and endowments, are now looking at crypto as an asset class, according to research released Thursday by trading platform eToro. Now, pension funds and endowments. We haven't heard much about those. They, this is where the big boys play. They got a lot of money, okay? And... Uh, they are they're on their way, dudes. They are on their they're not here yet. They are not here yet. So imagine when they are here. Uh, and something else that the survey found, apparently, is that institutions, and again, those are those are institutional investors, but institutional investors overall really want a Bitcoin ETF to play with. Okay, they want that traditional thing. So, dudes, we've been talking about this Bitcoin ETF since 2017. <laughs> I'm not holding my breath on it. This could be the year. When it does happen, whoa, there's going to be a lot of money rolling into it. And there's certain rules that regulate all these uh, institutions that they, they can't actually buy the real Bitcoin. The only way they can touch it is through the Bitcoin ETF. Okay, okay. If, if those are your rules, you go play by those rules. I'm happy. I don't have any rules governing me that say, Adam, you, you can only uh, – own Bitcoin if you buy it through an ETF. Now, I, I, I get the real thing. You can't beat the real thing, baby. Uh-huh. Now, pound that like button. So here's some noise. <laughs> oh, there was the, 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 this. This wasn't dropping the price of Bitcoin. There's no who falls for this. But, uh, well, that's, I, I don't think these people are Bitcoin holders that fall for this. These are uh, altcoin uh altcoin cultists that the fall for this one bitcoin magazine i'm just going to read read what bitcoin magazine tweeted out and you can figure out what what i'm talking about because i'm not i don't want to give it too much time i've already given it too much time without uh, being uh specific a notorious fraudster has once again made headlines for bullying the bitcoin community with legal threats we wanted to remind you all that the bitcoin white paper is mit licensed Free for anyone to read, learn from, and host. We will host the white paper at bitcoinmagazine.com slash bitcoin.pdf. Yeah, there's someone out there that wants to sue people that lit, that have the white paper on their site. Yeah, it's, you know, people trying to get attention. I I, I get it. You know, that's uh, something. Anyway, yeah. But bunch bunch of noise out there. <laughs> suing suing uh, to take down the white paper. Very interesting. Very. I mean, it was, it was predictable. Predictable. So some people just love to sue. 
I don't, I don't like those type of people, man. All right. Uh, now, now remember, you, you can't sue Bitcoin, and but you can sue some of these altcoins. And I found this thread very interesting by Jeff Dorman, who is at Arca, which is a. I mean, they. I've had uh, David Nage on the show before. He also works at Arca. They they're into all this DeFi, all these you know diversifying your you know that certain altcoins are are, are are great. Okay, that's their perspective. Uh, but this thread out there that. Uh, if you go to Dorman, I don't know if I linked to it yet. I should have. It's jdorman81. That's who he is on uh, on Twitter. He, he's retweeted it many times, this, this thread. It's a very unique thread. And he could actually be on to something here about in activist investors coming to cryptocurrency to take over coins. Okay? Now, let's go to the case of we all got Mimblewimble coin for free because that was a crypto dividend that was airdropped to Bitcoin. Now, there was one freak out there, at least one freak, that was like buying up all the MWC and it was making us wealthy. They got, you never buy anything that you get for free, okay? But this one dude was buying – or entity, whoever he was, was buying up all the MWC to a point where the, the people behind MWC, I think, were listening to him. Like instead of having another airdrop of MWC, which would have marketed it to so many more people – you know, giving it to more Bitcoin, more Bitcoin holders wanted a crypto dividend. They wanted more MWC. Well, instead of doing that, the they catered to their activist investor. They airdropped the, the, the Bitcoin, excuse me, the MWC to people who already held MWC. They gave them a dividend, uh, an MWC dividend to MWC hold. And it was... Uh, Probably because this dude controlled so much of it. So extrapolate that onto EOS, okay? Jeff Dorman says that EOS is – well, first of all, it's owned by Block One. Block One created it, okay? So you can sue Block One if you wanted. They're real. Block One has a lot of Bitcoin. So Jeff Dorman says that you know, if you're an EOS holder – you are entitled to Block One's Bitcoin, that they should sell the Bitcoin and somehow <laughs> give it to EOS holders, either directly or by them buying up EOS with the Bitcoin. I don't know how exactly they would do it. They would perhaps they would turn all the Bitcoin into EOS that would pump the price of EOS, and then all the EOS holders would their EOS would be worth more. So he's saying that EOS is a buy. If you're an activist investor type and that and he has pointed to, in fact, his organization, Arca, they bought up a bunch of, of a coin called Gnosis and they forced them to do something. They threatened to sue them. He's talking about threatening to sue EOS, you know, by any means necessary, get EOS to liquidate their Bitcoin, which is not which is block one's Bitcoin. And uh, yeah. And so, so it will add value to the EOS that the activist investors only bought in because they were trying to force. Uh, so it, it's treating centralized altcoins like stocks. And in, in a sense, there is a logic behind it. It's a pretty vicious game he's proposing there.
but it just shows you the difference between a centralized cryptocurrency and Bitcoin because you, you, can, you can't do you can't even dream of doing anything like this to Bitcoin. It also shows you that people value their wealth in Bitcoin. I'll tell you that. Uh, but l- let me just see if I, I have anything else. Uh, any other notes on this very weird uh, threat? Not weird. It, it's, it's interesting. Maybe we are going to see this. He predicts that th- there will be traditional activist investors from the traditional financial world that are going to come in and do this to altcoins. All right. Now, I, I, uh, I, I, in a, I sent an, an email. I sent a DM to someone th- that says this. It basically can be summed up this way. Treat centralized cryptos like companies. Treat their coins like stock. Buy a bunch of their undervalued coins. Tell the people behind the coin how to run their business because you're a large stakeholder. Threaten to sue them if they don't listen to you. Force them to convert the company's true holdings, Bitcoin, into the coin in order to pump the coin and make the investors' investments pump. All right. Uh, And he, I think, uh, Jeff said, if you believe... Uh, we, the collective investors, which is what he means by we, can extract the Bitcoin on Block One's balance sheet in any posi- positive way towards EOS, then EOS is worth $5.77. So there, there's his, you know, he's trying to gather support for people to do this and say, you know, EOS is really worth $5.77 if we can uh, act like activist investors here. Okay, very, very interesting, very interesting Compete, don't complain. You're innovating in that way. It's it's a prime example of why this, this altcoin thing could be freakage, man. You, I, I don't want to play. Who wants to play in that space? Uh, and yeah, you can get if you're if you're a dude behind it. If you create a company behind it, I mean, you are you're gonna have to deal with some nasty stuff. Apparently, now two hundred ten thousand block theory on March the thirteenth. I linked to this show before below. Okay. It is a, lo- a show from March 13, 2017. It's very interesting. Uh, between March 3rd and March 24th of 2017, Bitcoin dropped from $1,276 to $941. That's a 26% drop in three weeks. How odd. 210,000 blocks later, the same thing is happening. Okay. Today is the equivalent of March 13th which was during that drop from 1276 to 941, okay? March 3rd to, Mar- to March 24th of 2017, 26% drop. We're, we're, we're doing the same thing now. It's like the 20% drop uh, over a time period that co- corresponds exactly. I mean, this is uh, everything is cyclical. I, I, that's one of my sayings. If you believe in the 210,000 block theory, I mean, this, this is like, wow, this is pretty impressive. Less than and so to reassure you guys, like saying, okay, Adam, so the same thing is happening. I'm I'm worried. The same thing is happening. What happened after that, Adam? Well, less than two months later, the price had doubled to one thousand nine hundred thirty-two dollars. All right. So my the name of my video from exactly two hundred ten thousand blocks ago was beware beware of altcoin flavors of the month. Bitcoin drama day, Coinbase, Bitcoin dominance chart. Today was a drama-filled day, I, I wrote. Altcoins spiked like never before, and all sorts of FUD was being tossed around uh, the SegWit debate. Everyone needs to take a deep breath and not end up buying something that is about to crash. 
meaning these altcoins. We are in a realm of irrational exuberance when it comes to some altcoins. Fundamentals have been tossed out the window. Speculation is king for now. Namecoin and Quark were mentioned in this episode. So you know, things were wild. <laughs> All right, dudes. All right. So do, do you get it? I, I mean, I could say a similar warning today. Uh, we've been through this before. Watch the video. You should be re reassured. I was not, uh, you know, I was a little bit more confident in uh, Bitcoin's, uh, I didn't realize how many altcoins were going to be created through the years. You know, I did not see the ICO thing coming along. And that really diluted Bitcoin's dominance. So I said some things about the Bitcoin dominance chart that actually did not come true. OK, but who cares about the freaking Bitcoin dominance? Because we, we it, it was something I, I took more seriously then. now after all those freaking uh, ICOs were created. And, and now after all these DeFi coins have been created, it, it's not as serious as a metric. Just putting that out there for those of you who watch it. So. uh one other thing I want to say about uh, Janet Yellen real quick. Uh, led by incoming sec Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, the economic policy team has signaled that it will be the first administration ever to construct economic policy around issues like race, gender, equality, and climate change, rather than around traditional indicators like gross domestic product or deficit ratios. Now, that sounds absolutely insane. It is, but, you know, woke bureaucracies are going to do what they're going to do. That's why you hold Bitcoin. That's not very good for the dollar. But as I said, she's going to focus on this, this feeling stuff, all right? And so if, if the media and Janet can point to like, oh, look, uh, this, uh, this oppressed group, we've written all these checks to this oppressed group. We've created these special Fed programs for these oppressed groups. And there's happy inflation going on. It's happy. So what if, the, if this inflation thing? It's all it's happy inflation because there are these new programs for oppressed groups, and people will buy into it because they're not trying. They don't care about gross domestic. They don't care about product. She says she doesn't care about productivity at all. Doesn't care about productivity. She cares about social justice issues, <laughs> which is ambiguous nonsense all right so you can make up all sorts of terms that you want to you can say you have done a great job based on metrics that aren't real metrics at all just like yeah we created 10 new social justice programs thus we have happy inflation it's not inflation it's happy inflation because they're all happy now and we have 10 new programs and look and so many new government employees work for these programs also so yeah, we're we're building the economy. We're growing the bureaucracy. This is very this is very happy. So expect like they're not hiding anything. There are no real metrics anymore that people would traditional financial metrics that are accepted across history. No, no, no. That that's that's out, out the window. It's social justice metrics now, and she's not hiding it. So compete, don't complain. You the way you compete is you get something uh, that is not has nothing to do well it does have something to do with what she's doing it does the op it's the opposite it's bitcoin you want the opposite 
All right. It was Bitcoin is pure numbers. No social justice in Bitcoin. Pound that like button. Once you knew three no scope said I've helped a couple of people set up their trezors, claim their private keys, taught them how to manage everything. And that's that it's all about BTC only. Should I be uh, charging for this? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Dude, why not? You can. It's such it's so helpful. It really they will thank you. They will thank you. Um, you can charge for it if you wanted to. You can. I have. Um, definitely. Um, and I, I still do for helping people set up their Trezor. If you need help, if you want a crypto consultation, DM me at TechBot or email me at Adam at TrezorHelp.com. Yes. Um, so yeah, be in, be in motion, be productive. People that I've consulted with are really happy uh, over time that they listen to me and they set up a Trezor and I help them. Uh, and Johnny NY said he just bought 0.14 BTC at a 30 point, uh, at 30,000, uh, $30,700 there. All right. And let me just see if there's anything else. Uh, Rave Elevator said, Bitcoin Meister, you're awesome. Uh, thanks for your great info. Hey, Rave Elevator, I'm from Baltimore City, home of some famous raves back in the day. Baltimore City had a, was, a, was a rave place. If uh, uh, I, I've been to raves before. I've been to raves in uh, L.A., St. Louis, Detroit. Um, those are those were hardcore rage places back in the day. Uh, you can't double spend when you don't spend. All right. Yes. Thank you. Uh, DT 45. And just seeing if there's anything else. All right. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Pound that like button, subscribe to the channel tomorrow noon, this week at Bitcoin right here, dudes. Tweet this all out. See you guys. Thank you.